Look, here's just some of the what we're this investment will do. First, thanks to Ron Wyden and Jeff Merkley and, and Earl Bum, and Earl, excuse me. I know. You can call me Bidden. Joe Bidden. But we need to do something else. We need to get off this roller coaster of relying on oil. I was with Xi Jinping. I've traveled with 17,000 miles of them and spent more time with many other world leader over a total of, I think, and we're up to 90-some hours of talking or meeting together over the last six, seven years. And we're in the foothills of the Tibet. Hey, I'm Rob Smith. I was just practicing my meditation. It is April 22nd. 2022. It's Earth Day, but we're going to be focusing on the news. Check the description. It has Rob's link tree, which will have all of Rob's sites there for you to pick and choose which ones you like best. Subscribe to us in more than one place. Tech censorship is a very real thing, so it's always good to follow us in more than one place. Now, reporting to us from the White House, the one and only Rob Smith. Still on Earth Day, me and my pagan hippie friends, we always like to go to a big park and protest against the capitalists and the people destroying the earth and leave mountains of trash there for the capitalists and the people who are destroying the earth to pick it all up. Stu, I'm going to blow through this guy. Got a lot of talk about, folks. And this is the Daily Rob. It's the only place you're going to get this news. So y'all got to tune in every day. And for you ladies, you get to look at Stu every day mm. for free. All right, Stu. Interesting. It's like, a, um, you know, Stu, I used to read a lot of um, spy novels back in the day. Alan First, um, Buck, Bill Buckley, um, Blackford Oaks. Uh, two, Ro- two Russian oligarchs and their wife and daughter got killed, murdered um, the past day or two. Uh, one in Spain. And one in Moscow, the guy, Sergei Prost, yeah, Prostenia, he was a big marketing, big, big finance guy with Novstock, which is um, somewhat more of an independent oil and gas uh, company. And then there was Vladimir uh, Vejahov, and um, he had to do with the pension funding of, of um, Gazprom. Interesting, Stu. Something's happening. Could very well be Putin. The other thing, Stu, is there are Ukrainians everywhere. I don't know if folks know this, but there are 3.5 million Ukrainians living in Russia. Moving on, Stu. Um, Hunter Biden's baby mama, uh, her lawyer reported to uh, news outlets today that the Justice Department subpoenaed um, Hunter's tax records and paternity files as well as the tax records of Jimmy Biden, Joe's brother. Could any of this information in Mm -hmm. any way implicate President Biden? Mm -hmm. I don't want to speculate on on the standing of this investigation, but I just want to lay out what the White House position is and what we know through our own reporting here at CBS News. Recently, the White House chief of staff was asked about this issue, and he said that the president felt that his family had done the right thing, but then also added that these were the actions of Hunter Biden and James Biden, the president's brother, and that these were private matters and that President Biden was not involved. 
What we know through our reporting here at CBS News is that there was another subpoena that was sent out to one of the major banks here in the United States. And it was seeking not only Hunter Biden's records, his former business partners, but also the records of the president's brother, James Biden. And these records went back to 2014. And the reason that timing matters is that it spans a period when Joe Biden was the vice president. Now, Stu, I know a little bit about what the just what the prosecution can do. They didn't have to do this to get his tax returns. They can go straight to the IRS. So, Stu, what I think they wanted to do was find out if he submitted false information. Stu, I'm way ahead of everybody with this mind of mine. Stu, um, in the states of Georgia, Arizona, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, and likely Nevada and Colorado, there were mules dropping these um, harvested ballots into ballot boxes. They've been geotracked. We all know that more information comes out on this today it was a video of a lady in Michigan filling out the forms on the hood of her car and dropping them in here. All I want to say about this, Stu, is we know Dinesh D'Souza is, has, uh, has produced 2,000 mules. Stu, all of these, these actions in all these states are exactly alike. Somebody is paying these folks, Stu. Obviously, it comes from one source, and you follow the money, and you see the conspiracy. It should be that easy. Stu, you remember uh, after Trump won the election in 2016, there were all these, mo these mo millennials who would just scream at the sky, kind of like a wolf barking at the moon. Uh, I think that's a thing among liberals is just, just screech and scream. Well, the Florida legislature, um, they passed the Disney bill in which they did away with the Reedy Creek District. Uh, Disney's to no longer get any special subsidies or tax breaks after June 2023. And during the vote, you ought to see the video of this. They're just screeching and howling at the moon, the Democrats. Representative Fine, you're recognized to explain your bill. Uh, thank you, Mr. Speaker. It seems as Mickey and many have joined us in the chamber today. That said, this is the bill that we discussed yesterday. Members, we will either go into structured debate or we will call the previous question. Representative Renner, you're recognized for a motion. Mr. Speaker, I move the previous question on the bill. Representative Renner moves the previous question on the bill. This motion is not debatable and requires a majority vote. All in favor say aye. aye. All opposed, no. Show the bill, show it, motion passes. We will now proceed to call the previous question. The, 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 the clerk will unlock the machine and members will proceed to vote on Senate Bill 4C. Have all members voted? Have all members voted? Clerk will lock the machine, announce a vote. 70 days, 38 days. Show the bill passes. It's bizarre, Stu. I think it's some sort of a condition. Um, Stu, the Fauci, more Fauci emails were out today um, where Fauci helped um, secretly uh, train Chinese uh, personnel from Wuhan to go to the Galveston National Laboratory and train. Researchers were paid, Chinese researchers, military researchers were paid at various universities. Um, it was 
disclosed today that the Galveston National Lab and the Wuhan Lab had these interconnecting agreements where they both agreed that they would destroy all files, all information, and not keep any backup. Hmm, why would you do that, Stu? Stu, the, the, the funniest thing that happened today, besides Mike Tyson punching this guy on the plane, you ought to see that. Uh, the guy deserved it. He was just this drunk, goofy millennial guy, and he was kind of taunting Mike and talking on his phone, trying to get, get selfies. Mike got tired and beat the guy up. This is George talking to Mike Tyson, bro. This shit crazy, bro, Mike Tyson. <laughs> My dog done got lit, man. He over here rapping with Tyson. Mike Tyson trying to give us some shrooms. <laughs> you don't know how to act. Tyson looking out, man. This shit crazy as He should have never gave you his money. Hey, 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 Mike, Mike, come on. Let's go stop back. There's a horse, man. JetBlue, map flight. My boy just got beat up by Mike Tyson. Turn that way. Yeah, he got f***ed up. Just trying to ask for an autograph, man. I don't know what happened. I was going to rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. Uh, but besides that, Stu, was president, well, I don't really want to call him president. How about uh, uh, poser in, uh, in chief, Joe Biden? So he's talking to the press today. A reporter at asked him a question about Title 42, which has to do with the southern border. We all know. And he answers the question as though he's dealing with Judge Mizell's ruling in Georgia about taking masks off public transportation. He even refers to that process as Title 42. On Title 42, sir, are you considering delaying lifting Title 42? No, what I'm considering is continuing to hear from my, uh, my uh, first of all, there's going to be an appeal by the Justice Department because as a matter of principle, we want to be able to be in a position where if in fact it is strongly concluded by the scientists that we need Title 42, that we'd be able to do that. But there has been no decision on extending Title 42. Stu, the guy ain't got it all upstairs. He's an eight cylinder car running on three cylinders. Um, other news today, Stu, 26 governors, and I'm proud to say our governor in Virginia, formed something called the Border Strike Force. The purpose is to disrupt and dismantle the transnational criminal organizations taking advantage of the chaos created by Joe Biden. Good on them, Stu. Jen Psaki, that bitch, you ought to get arrested for saying stuff like this, Stu. She said that teachers should talk to kindergartens about whether they're a boy or a girl. 
Don't parents have a right to have concern? I mean, we're talking specifically here about teaching about sex in kindergarten through third grade. I have to say, as a parent, I would have problems with that. But the law is not about teaching sex education. It's about teaching about gender identity. And so what, what do you do if a parent or a kid, should I say, a kid in one of these elementary schools says, what about Sally? Sally has two moms. Or I'm not sure if I'm a girl or a boy. I mean, these are kids who are experiencing, um, you know, these moments in their lives. I also think that these are not... There is not a big record of there being either sex education or extensive gender identity education in these schools. And this is creating a problem or a political cudgel about an issue that I don't think exists. So you're five years old. You got a penis. You walk into class and the teacher says, are you a boy or a girl? Um, the government has no right to do this weird, perverted stuff. She also said we need extensive gender identity education. So one of those things that's part of the education plan is they call it like the gender unicorn. And so I'll link the work, the worksheet that the kids do, but you have this like cartoon unicorn and you get asked various questions of like, well, do you feel more like a boy or do you feel more like a girl or do you feel like something else? And so it's if there is these, no such thing as a boy or a girl, how can you feel like one of them? Still? You know, I mean, I, I, I'm not saying it makes sense, but I'm just going to show you the worksheet. This is a tool I use to teach students about gender and sexuality. First up, we have sex assigned at birth. This is what the doctor says you are when you come out of the womb. It should be based on chromosomes, hormones, and genitals, but most time doctors just look at genitals. Next up, we have gender identity, which is totally different from sex assigned at birth. This is what you feel you are inside and no one can see this from the outside. There are three different sliders that you can move up and down to describe your gender identity. Then we have gender expression, which is how you show your gender to the world. It's usually based in a sort of binary system, which isn't perfect. Again, you can slide these up and down to show the different gendered ways you express yourself. Then we jump down to attraction. We have physical attraction and emotional attraction. These are different. Again, there are sliders that a person can use to best describe their sexuality. This incredible resource is made by the Trans Student Educational Resources. You can go to their website right here. It's done in this cartoony manner to appeal to children. I swear to God, if I had a kindergarten and a teacher did that, I would jack them up against the wall. I wouldn't care if they put my ass in jail, Stu. This is just sick, perverted shit. That's what it is. But uh, Glenn Beck had an interesting point recently where he said that it's almost like Jin Psaki has too much uh, presence and too much authority uh, coming out of the White House. What other press secretary has pinned things saying like from the desk of the press secretary and sent them out instead of the president doing it? I mean, it, it is kind of interesting. But she's really I doubt she's always talking on behalf of the president uh, unless they have him under their their thumbs so much and they tell him what to say they know that they can say things and then say well this is the president's position i think essentially that was that's the point yeah all right Stu. i never watch these stupid shows but there's a stupid show on fox um um you un you um dress up in a costume and you sing and then everybody tries to guess who you are 
Rudy Giuliani was on the show. He was dressed up as Jack in the Box, um, and he sung a song. They all guessed. And anyway, it was kind of cool for Judy, for Judy, for Rudy to do something like this. But I will say, again, another libtard who's on that show, uh, these people cannot control their emotions. Uh, they get, get histrionic over nothing. They're intolerant. This guy, Ken Young, who I think is from Portsmouth, Stu, or, and he's funny. But uh, as soon as he found out it was Rudy Giuliani, everybody else is laughing and having a good time. He's got his arms crossed like this. And then after a while, he storms off. Like, <laughs> uh, anyway, Elon's got the money, Stu. That's the news of the day. Germany's inflation rate is 30%, Stu. And they say, well, the reason is because they've... Um, their energy costs are up 80%. Well, so, well, so are ours. So you kind of see where it's going. And again, when the stupid motherfuckers close down the world economy, what do they expect is going to happen? CNN Plus shuts down, Stu, after 21 days and spending 300 million bucks. Chris Wallace doesn't really have a job. I think it's funny. Good. This Feeling is, good about this? Is ink flammable? Well, we'll find out. Yeah. I don't really know. Let's look at the, Would you oh, look at this? Oh. Uh, and we have more viewers than CNN has on certain nights, Stu. Uh, Mike and Barack are quitting Spotify, Stu. In 2019, they got a $25 million contract from Spotify uh, to produce podcasts. Um, you know how many they produced? Uh, prolific. Um, I know Barack had his thing with Springsteen, uh, Renegades or something. Uh, but I think they made two episodes. Two episodes. $25 million. This is another example of how they launder money to their favorite leftist politicians. And this comes from the stockholders, Stu. I mean, that's like an indie movie, an indie movie salary or an indie movie budget to do a podcast. Yeah. They just, and what person, of, if somebody gives me money to do a bunch of legal work for them, Stu, and I only do like a tenth of it, I give them the money back. Uh, J.D. Vance, Stu, uh, you know, he wrote the Hillbilly Elergy. He's from um, Appalachia in Ohio went to Yale. There's a movie about him. Uh, he's running for Senate in Ohio. He was about a week ago. He had about 8% of the vote in uh, the primary. Now, after President Trump has endorsed him, um, he's up by 18 points. <laughs> That's kind of amazing. And it might show you the value of the Trump endorsements. I don't really think endorsements are that much. Uh, but I think with Donald Trump, they really have some impact. Obviously, they do. That's what I got, Stu. Right on. So I found this one article to be pretty interesting, and it kind of highlights a lot of things that kind of make my gears kind of spin. And so let's start breaking this down. So 
Um, there is a, a Black Lives Matter group that is unaffiliated with, I guess, the national organization. So this is the, um, and so the Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation doesn't say that this is one of their chapters. This is the uh, Black Lives Matter of Greater New York, which was established by Hawk Newsom. And Hawk Newsom has been uh, discussed by Trump and by other people. And I kind of find that odd because he only has like 3,000, uh, excuse me, he only has 4,000 Twitter followers. So it's not really like, so what is his actual impact? You know, should the president and other people even be responding to what he has to say if he doesn't really have that big of an impact? But he criticized Mayor Eric Adams recently and said that he is essentially a white man in blackface and he has no plan for the city. And I think what really set Newsom off was that he felt that when Eric Adams said over the weekend, I thought, <laughs> What's wrong with you? You saw the face you made. Uh, eating gummy bears. Okay. You want I, one? I'm good. Thank you. But uh, Eric Adams said, I thought Black Lives Mattered after you had like 20 people shot in two days in Manhattan. Say and that again. So, I'm sorry. So Eric Adams said, I thought Black Lives Mattered after 20 people were shot in New York in like two days. And so you have all this crime in New York. We've discussed this many times. And Newsom feels that this whole stance that Eric Adams has of wanting to focus on crime in the city doesn't do anything. And it's just kind of interesting because I did a deep dive on his Twitter, uh, Newsom's Twitter, Hawk Newsom's. And, you know, we probably agree on more things than we disagree with, but his stance on other things is just kind of terrible. But the whole point is, you know, you and I both have been pretty, you and I have both followed Eric Adams very closely because we were kind of hopeful that he would clean up New York City. It's hard get, to be worse than Bill de Blasio, uh, uh, but he may well be. In his own way. Bill de Blasio would, like, dress up and be terrible. At least Eric Adams, you know, is a, is a great public speaker, but at the end of the day, seems ineffective in his approach. So, <clears throat> but it was just interesting that we, that Newsom and we have our own issues with this guy, but for very different reasons. And so, um, and then it, it's interesting. So here's one of his tweets. Uh, if tomorrow was the presidential election and it was Joe Biden versus Lucifer himself, it would be a tough decision for me. So Newsom doesn't like Joe Biden one bit. Um, he has highlighted one of his friends who uh, mentioned the Peace Corps website where they talked about how the Ukrainians are racist towards black people on the Peace Corps website and, you know, kind of highlighting some of these Nazi battalions in Ukraine. And um, this, is another, this is another great take from Mr. Newsom. Um, you trust black people who have been in power for years and have never accomplished anything. We are not the same. So kind of being upset with black leaders who kind of get entrenched in power and then don't do anything. I think Maxine Waters would be a great example of that. So 
Then Hawk says, we told him the answer to crime is opportunity. How many people have to die or be victims for Eric Adams to listen to research? Um, Adams banked his mayorality on public safety. Crime skyrocketed during his first 100 days in office. And so, you know, he wants, I guess, greater opportunity zones in Manhattan and areas of New York. A black person living in a neighborhood in a black neighborhood in one of the boroughs. As long as you have crime out of control, you, we have eliminated the opportunity for black people. Yeah, to have businesses to flourish one. economically. Yeah, and so, so I guess that would be what- be safe. Yeah, and so that's what the broken windows theory. Yeah, that, uh, Sheriff Greenberg down in uh, Charleston, South Carolina came up with that one. Yeah. And uh, you know what the number one civil liberty in the world, uh, in the in the country, should be, Stu, especially for Black people. Second Amendment, or to have well, gun rights. Just to be able to walk out of your house, and uh, a little old, little old Black lady who lives in her house should not have to live in fear because of um, drive-by shootings and crime. She ought to be able to walk down the sidewalk. Uh, um, unaccosted any time of the night and feel safe. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's true for everybody, but yeah. it's sad. You have these working grandmothers in the black community taking care of grandchildren because grandson's in jail or, or whatever. And these sweet little old, old ladies can't even leave their house at night to go get a carton of milk. Yeah, It ain't right. And so this is kind of where Newsom and I start to diverge. And so he says, if another well-meaning white person tells me that this or that is even more important than race, it's going to be a mf problem. And, you know, it kind of got me thinking about, I've seen this stat in a few places. And so it looks like the high is 69% of Americans have less than $1,000 in savings. And then the low looks like it's 56% of Americans can't cover a $1,000 emergency expense with savings. And so I would say something like that kind of proves to be what I would say one of the number one things impacting Americans is that we are slowly losing our concentration of, of wealth and that you're the, the vanishing middle class and you're essentially having massive wealth discrepancies. Well, I would say bad behavior uh, leads to most of those um, poor outcomes in in savings and wealth. Um, but like, let's say, let's say you have a part-time job. So you have the um, government Obamacare health insurance plan. You have to take the $200 um, allowance they give you to even afford it. And then when you do taxes, you have to pay $2,400 towards it because you use the allowance every month. And so then you don't even get a tax return back or you don't even get any money back from taxes when you're working a part-time job. So I think it's a lot of things have been put into effect that harm people. Yeah, I think we live in too much of a regulatory world, especially when it comes to what you might call the working poor. 
there ought not to be these child labor laws where you can't work until you're you're 16 you have to get a work permit things like that people should learn to work and get skills just as as early as they can and that helps them climb the the economic ladder but then like things like osha things like um essentially this uh, the way that obamacare went into effect and then you have like the rise of the p14 so then you have people working like two to two to three part-time jobs yeah so there are lots of these things that are in effect that have been done by essentially democrats over-regulating being the nanny state that essentially have hurt people and so at the end of the day you know if i could sit down with hawk newsom i bet we agree on 80 percent of stuff Stu, do you think hawk Newsom agrees with your st- your stance on Scottish nationalism. That they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom. Well, my, my stance on Scottish nationalism is that Scotland should be free. But I know you know that the you know what party in Scotland is pushing that forward. Oh. I doubt it's the, um, the conservatives. I doubt it's the labor. They have their own nationalist party. Right? I forget what it's called. Uh, well, there's the most progressive one. is pushing that forward, but pushing it forward for the wrong reasons. So Scotland is a mess right now politically. So, uh, so let's not even get into that. They need Stu William Wallace Smith to come over there, paint his face blue and kind of fix things. Maybe. Never know. You know, I think at the end of the day, Hawk Newsom is a small fish who gets a lot of national attention. Like, why is the Daily Mail talking about a guy who has 4,000 Twitter followers? Got me, Stu. Yeah. He and I... We are, we are all allies in the fact that we want Manhattan to be functioning and normal and not a complete shithole that it well, has it, become. It, yeah, it ain't ever going to be normal till they get, uh, they do the the Rudy Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani thing. Manhattan had its renaissance uh, during Giuliani when he cracked down on crime. Yeah, and, I, you know, we want people to feel safe when they take the subway, we want people not to feel like they're going to get followed and murdered in their house. You know, you don't want these people getting just released back onto the streets because you've abolished uh, bail and then they go and do something even more heinous. Yep. So mm. enough. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I got for today. Okay. Stu. All right. Stu. Go forth I- and multiply. See ya. See ya. See ya.